1: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at Current.Tech.
2: If Patrick Stewart comes on screen and tells me to buy toothpaste, I will buy that toothpaste. I believe <laughs> him. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. <laughs>
3: Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Deister, and this week I'm joined by fellow baffle gabbers, Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Ian
2: Whittington. Ian couldn't make it this week, so Ringo's here.
3: We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins (laughs) and do various other things inside the CinemaSins (laughs) universe as well. Oh, hey, Ringo. It's nice to have you on the show.
2: It's nice to (laughs) be here. Thank you very much.
3: You sound yeah. more like Yogi Bear than you do like, like Ringo from the I'm Beatles. i going to get a new
2: picnic basket.
3: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, as always, we've got plenty to get to to talk about the Sin content from the week. So let's get into it with the Sin Side Scoop. What's he building in there? I- We're going to take a look at the videos from the week the process of sending them how we felt about the stuff we are sending in general uh kicking it off in commercial sins with crypto.com the matt damon commercial fortune favors the brave uh chris atkinson writing this one um before we get into it any, any no you, i don't know do, what crypto is okay so <laughs> do you don't own any uh, jonathan have you ever bought any crypto no so i'm the only one that owns crypto of, oh, of do the you? Three oh, the, that's oh, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually, okay, that's I, cool. I I bought some uh some bit Bitcoin, Ethereum, and there's a third one that I've heard good things about. Just a little bit with uh mm-hmm. some like spare change I had like right before the latest like huge spike. So I put like you know fifty dollars <throat> in, and now there's like a thousand dollars in that account. Like if I were wow. to take it out right now, so. Like I got in just like right at the right time, um, but since then it just kind of you know it just kind of goes up and down a little goes bit. Up but and it's down. always going to be more weird than fifty
2: dollars.
4: Well, <laughs> well, maybe for now. Yeah. What I don't understand though the mm. is the thing, but isn't there like a like a like a environmental issue though that people talk about something about the, the it's yes. A, so this Mining. isn't like this isn't like fictional currency that's just in the cloud. I mean, it kind of is, but they uh, mine it,
3: right? Like, correct. They see, digitally mine me. it. So basically, it's a series. It's called blockchain. I'm never going to explain it in a way that makes sense to anyone, including myself, because I don't fully understand it's it. It's a nice but there's, way of there's, saying there's, Jonathan's Dom, which is fair. No, no, no. It's a, it's a way of saying it's a way of saying it's way too complicated <laughs> for any of us. I, I'm uh, sure. But the blockchain basically creates unique codes that are for, um, you know, this this currency so when you have a bitcoin it is a unique bitcoin that is you know specifically uh cannot be copied or transferred or whatever without your permission so like it has like authenticity gotcha. to it
2: we are back in the nft conversation i thought i could copy and paste your nft description <laughs> and just put it into there but that
4: is 100 percent just i mean that is not tangible right like well, the Correct.
2: NFT feels more tangible to me because that it actually is. has a product associated oh, to it. Oh, I see you You can saying. look at it. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can look at it. Yeah, yeah, that's
3: true. Uh, anyhow, Crypto.com. What did you guys think of this? Ian, why don't you kick us off? What are some of your thoughts?
2: Um, I just, I hate celebrity endorsements. This is just going to be a mini rant about why does Matt Damon, who is a fantastic actor, why does his endorsement, why do I trust him to... To to buy this currency, why is his endorsement now going to sway me towards buying crypto? Because like he's not an expert in it. I absolutely know that he's been paid probably in cryptocurrency mm-hmm. to advertise yeah. for this. So the whole uh, the <laughs> I whole, didn't even think I, about that. He probably was. <laughs> the whole idea behind it is just flawed to me. It's like it doesn't work. It's like hmm, I like this actor. <laughs> I will buy the thing that he is selling me. That's amazing. Um,
4: <laughs> just he <laughs> signed a contract. It's like here's two million fake dollars. He
2: just signed it and didn't realize what he was getting paid. It was like, this is some shit.
3: I think you're, I think you are under, uh, estimating the power of celebrity endorsement. Maybe just, maybe just for you, but like it it does work on a lot of people.
2: I'm not saying it doesn't work, but it's it's dumb to me. I completely understand that it it. it. it works. And when it
3: does
4: work on us, we probably
2: don't even realize it. That's what I'm saying. It's very subliminal. yeah. 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 It's like, if, if Patrick Stewart comes on screen and tells me to buy toothpaste, I will buy that toothpaste. I believe him; <laughs> it absolutely works. I hate the logic of it. I hate that it does work. Yeah, man, wouldn't it be great if he was paid in an NFT of this yeah. advert? That's of this commercial? Awesome.
3: <laughs> that's what he gets. He gets the NFT of the commercial. Yes, of the yeah. commercial yeah.
2: will we'll ask him. Oh, we probably owe him some money if that's the case. Um, but no, the, the sins were great. It's um, it's a really elaborate advert, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved... Are we saying? Oh, you didn't find a valuable landmass after 30 expeditions? You, sir, are a cock by crypto. Mm-hmm. It's great. Like a little yeah. little T's and C's at the end of that. The the ad is really strange,
3: right? Like it's mm-hmm. just a walk through this crazy high tech futuristic museum that is apparently in space for mm-hmm. reasons. Um but yeah, uh I, I really like this too. I love I love this narrator getting angry about stuff it has become one of my favorite things Mm -hmm. uh he has two lines that i really dug in this one is i'm prepared for you green giant uh (laughs) when he's talking about uh you know the the frozen food section and then when he's upset that they're in a rave and he ends it with uh, my teeth are grinding like crazy Dion, <laughs> um, you know, and just blaming Dion uh, for not having his mouth guard. I just, I loved it. It was really fun. This is a fun one. What about you, Jonathan?
4: Mm-hmm. Um, I did have that about the, well, I had the specifically the part about how did we suddenly enter a rave? <laughs> I just uh-huh. thought that was a great, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, it was a really funny video. I, the commercial made zero sense to me. Um, like. You, I mean, I, I would forget that this was about cryptocurrency probably pretty quickly because, I mean, I don't know. It's just it's so bizarre. But, uh, you know, that's how a lot of commercials are. Uh, the mm-hmm. only other one I had that wasn't mentioned is about the whole history is filled with almost. That's what Damon starts off with. Mm-hmm. And then the sin is like, for instance, downsizing was almost a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, it was just another Suburbicon. <laughs> I thought that was a great
3: it's a, a great, great one-two punch.
4: Two movies I've never seen because Aaron and Chris both said these are not good, and I was like, I, I think I believe you.
3: Uh, yeah, I don't even know. If I would say downsizing is almost good, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah, it sounds like it was a huge miss. I'm not yeah. not the hugest Payne
4: fan, anyways. Like, I mean, I like some of his stuff, but like, I'm surprised right. it was that bad. But
3: yeah, 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 okay. totally, yeah. Um, all right, let's move into TV since Hawkeye Echoes is a Hughes Watkins uh, script. So that would be Jonathan and Danae writing on that one. So Jonathan, you get to kick us off. What did you think about episode three?
4: I think this is where the show really kicked into gear for me because I, I think there's a lot of good stuff with Steinfeld. I mean, Steinfeld and Renner were good together in the second episode, but I think, I don't know. I think things start really landing in this one. Like you really see how fun they are together and play and they can play off each other so well you actually kind of start understanding how she's going to fit into all of this um, and how she can hold her. I guess we saw that she can hold her own in the second episode mm-hmm. too, but I just I just thought all that was interesting. Um, I personally love the part, even though we did send it, but I love the part where she gives the goon uh, relationship advice. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm going to so go, go get some paper. <laughs> like, yeah, She's <laughs> yeah. so
2: confident with them. I love yeah, it. I know. Yeah. It's
4: just, it totally works just because I think it's her doing it. I mean, I, I don't know if all actors could pull that off. Uh, I did want to mention, uh, so this is also the act, the true introduction of Echo. We saw her at the very last second of the last episode, but this is a true... Inter- and then, uh, and I hate that I can't... Re- so she is in real life, this actress
3: is is deaf, right? Yeah, deaf, amputee, amputee. Um, and uh, I believe Native American, indigenous. Um, that sounds right. but. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Regardless, like there's obviously a lot of, I mean, it's awesome that she got cast in this role and we wanted to definitely mention that Danae wanted to take off a hundred cents and I didn't get a lot of pushback from her this because my thing was like, I don't mind taking a hundred cents off for this. But then, a we're either going to have to give something else a hundred sins, right? Or because I'm like, because we're not having negative sins. I mean, the no, sins don't mean happen. anything. But like, if we're gonna,
3: I mean, we've never had the any- sins don't mean anything until they do. <laughs> that's that's you know like that's we never that we is just the <laughs> that is the sign on the the, the doorpost. Because if we have a video uh, yeah. of negative sins,
4: all we're gonna hear is right. so if you gave yeah. the third episode of Hawkeye <laughs> with negative sins, but Silence of the Lambs has <laughs> right, you know right, ninety. Yeah. Yeah, or the whatever. mask
2: gets all of the scenes like come on yeah
4: yeah uh but anyway so i thought that was so that but she was like yeah no that makes sense uh i also i threw in i didn't really think many people would even notice but i did love the i wrote the scent about the the taking the removing the sin for the way they filmed the car chase Mm -hmm. uh because i love that when they film like inside the car and i don't even know if this is the Mm -hmm. first time but the first time i remember this there's a 1950 film uh called uh gun crazy And that's, like, probably the most famous instance of of them using it. And so I made that comment in there, kind of just saving my own ass from, like, that one person that would have been like,
2: you know that was in Gun Gun Crazy. Crazy did it first. Yeah, You mean Extraction wasn't your go-to example? No, it wasn't Extraction.
4: But if I got, you know, five or six people to watch Gun Crazy, I'm very happy. Because that is a great movie. Uh, uh, John in that from uh, Rope. Uh, he, oh yeah. My favorite. Uh, I don't know why it was so silly, but uh, I loved the drawing a dragon with boobs. Son that they uh, <laughs> put in there, and uh-huh. then uh, she took that son. Uh, she send Mar. We we actually send Marvel for doing their job so well, which I thought <laughs> was, was really fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
3: always fun. It's <laughs> good stuff. but anyways. It was a lot of fun to write on, and I really like this episode. So yeah. I do too. Uh, I'll go next. I, I think this is where Hawkeye really started to work for me it was episode three. And I do think it's Haley Steinfeld. Nothing <laughs> taking nothing away from Renner, I think he's Not fine either. in the character, and I actually like the way this show is able to see him as a human being, um, as opposed to just this, you know, dud of an Avenger who has no powers and can just, sh- you know, shoot accurately.
2: Both can be true.
3: Both things can be true in this. In this, <laughs> this show does such a good job focusing on that. But I think Haley Steinfeld makes it. Um, mm-hmm. I think she is absolutely wonderful in that role. She has, like you said, this confidence and uh, energy. I don't know if I'm pronouncing the first name correctly, uh, but the actress who plays Echo uh, is Aliqua Cox, I believe, and indeed is a Native American, amputee, and deaf. Um, and really, to be able to. Have that much representation in a character? Mm-hmm. I think it's the word should... I was looking for. I couldn't think of representation. I hate that yeah, when no, you can't no, no. think of one word. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. The one word that that represents what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. yeah. <laughs> what is that? Exactly. What is that exactly. word? Is that? I yeah. probably did. I probably did think. What is it that represents this? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just to include that kind of representation in the show, and that I, I I'm not sure about this because I haven't read the comics, but I think that character in the comics. Is also at least some of those things, or many of those things, I and so believe in my research that is true. I I did not. I like I, said, I don't. I haven't read Hawkeye's like solo stories before, so right. I wasn't familiar with her. So how cool is that? And yeah. you know, I think it just proves in in many ways that there's always someone out there that can do the job, that can fill the specific role, and you know, can can do what it takes. So yeah, I, I really love that part of it too. Uh, some of the other sins that I enjoyed uh, was the line of conveniences that were called out. Uh, this convenient well-placed <laughs> yeah. trampoline followed by this convenient well-placed quiver of arrows near the convenient bow followed by a convenient pit of convenient balls. And <laughs> I'm done. Uh, it was great. Uh, and then I, this is one of my favorite types of sins where we completely misconstrue something, construe something somebody said. Uh, the line in the show was my dad was fearless and the sin is just, who would name their child Fearless? Uh, so, this has uh, secondary meaning to me because our second son's nickname is Fearless. Uh, we used to call him Fearless all the time uh, growing up. Um, we would walk in their room and he'd just be standing on the dresser. Um, and, you know, so he was just, we just nicknamed him Fearless. Uh, and then I had to mention the disrespecting Charles Barkley's wishes to not be a role model by making him your role model for not wanting to be a role model.
2: <laughs> just
3: some nice meta play there. Uh, Ian, what about you?
2: Yeah, love this episode a lot. I like the, like I said, I really like the series a lot. And Maya's a a treat. And I, overall, with her arc, I really like where she goes because she's probably got the most complex, yet, understanding, understandable backstory like i get her motivations throughout the series completely and um i really hope we see her again i hope um i hope she comes back in some form but yeah it kind of found its groove and i just i like how silly it is i think the level of difficulty on this one was probably lower because they knew what the tone was going to be they know it's going to be a bit silly Mm -hmm. that the arrows are going to be a bit comical and a bit ridiculous and You have to lean into how human Hawkeye is or you're just going to get more shit from snotty YouTubers that (laughs) that
5: don't think he
4: belongs. (laughs) Just because, you know, we always seem to do coincidence things. Those arrows, by the way, would have fit in the movie The Mask.
3: Yeah. uh, Oh, no, they are. They're very Looney Tunes. Yeah, Some of those arrows are very Looney Uh, Tunes-esque.
2: And it's so annoying, the ignorance of the arrows. Like, Kate doesn't know what arrow she's firing. She can't. And the commitment to this will work is just... Undoubtable, which th- this mm. arrow will do exactly what I need it to do, and it, it does because the pot knows she needs it to do something. Um, but in terms of the other sins, uh, if the goal was to knock Kazi to the ground, boot him in the poot instead of swinging around the thingy, I <laughs> 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 like mm. that. And there, no, just um, in the outtakes, was that a, a Star Fox Cowboy Lone Runner thingy outtake?
4: Uh, that might have been one of Danae's. If it what was it, yeah,
2: I'm sure there's a oh, what's the Cowboy YouTube thing. Where he's like, he's doing the drawing, he's doing the dude. Aaron, you look at me like an alien every time. No, Lone Star, the. The, the YouTube video thing—it's help me it's, out. The cowboy <laughs> the one that's like in the you said, clouds. You just said
3: you just said so many things that are wrong. It's <laughs> insane how much little you know. but No one would be able to know you're talking about Homestar Star Runner. Like Home it Star is, Runner, thank you. <laughs> it is like, yes. the cowboy alien in the clouds. Like yes, what the Lone like, no, Star Runner? No.
2: <laughs> anyway i'm sure there's an outtake that i understood that reference but could not articulate it i enjoyed it something strong about bad. A doodle. yeah there's a
3: strong bad reference in there uh that trogdor too. yeah
2: yeah trogdor thank you right mm-hmm. at a squid game <laughs> that's amazing i could have uh, easily researched that before coming into the show no did yes not. no yeah absolutely <laughs> uh
3: all right. Are we ready to move on to Squid Game? We can do that. No. Uh, do we'll it. do that. A Fair World is the episode we're on. This was a Cardoso Watkins script. Jonathan and Daniel writing on this one. So, Jonathan, how are you feeling about Squid Game? Are you – have you finished it yet or are you just no, kind of watching no, it as we I've do just it? Been,
4: I've been watching it as we've been doing them. So, I've, I'm up to like – I guess I'm through like episode – well, I'm definitely through episode six. But well, this was yeah. five, right? Or was this six? Correct. This is five. Yeah, I'm so confused. Uh, in fact, when you put my name on the uh, on the email, I wasn't sure if you got that right until I started watching the video. And I'm like, no, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I read this. Um, yeah, I know. I didn't really care much for the last one because the I had a really hard time with the the tug of war thing with the people. Just I don't know. There was something about that that was like not setting with me well. So it was a little too much. But uh, I thought this kind of got it back on an interesting track. You start learning a little bit more about, like, the stuff with the organ harvesting. And it's interesting to find out that that's not something everybody knows about. Like, that's actually... Mm-hmm. S- but then that also is even more ridiculous because it's like, how are they getting away with this? And like, mm-hmm. and then I even had some stuff in there at one point that I took out because I thought we had covered it enough. But it's like, are they just not sleeping? Like, I mean, when, when are they doing this? And, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. Just none of it makes a whole lot of sense, like when you start thinking about it. But it was still kind of a cool twist. Um, and then, and I thought it was odd too that this episode kind of got me back on board again, but there wasn't actually a Squid Game in it, which we, which we send. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that I don't like remembering the mist worked. I wasn't sure if that was going to work or not, but that worked <laughs> pretty well. Yeah, it did. Uh, mm-hmm. I and uh, the editors did a really good job with that. Uh, I like that uh, we took send we send characters for not murdering. Uh, their opponents as they were walking past each other on the bridge. <laughs> Davis yep. 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 in. like, why wouldn't you push somebody off, jackasses? Like, what's wrong with you? Um, and then, I don't know, there was just stuff like that. I Also, I like that we the undercover cop finally kind of gets figured out, because the fact that he hasn't been figured out yet is insane to me. Like, as mm-hmm. much security as this place has, and as many things as he would have had to have been doing wrong, because he had no idea what he was supposed to do the whole time. <laughs>
2: He like he has the daily routine down, doesn't he? Somehow I guess he does.
4: Yeah, he has to because it, uh, it's just crazy.
3: It, it has been a running uh, theme throughout most of these videos how lax the security actually is for yeah. this whole mm-hmm. thing. Which fine if it's consistent, which it seems to be consistently very bad security. But then how has nobody found out about it? You can't have both things. Like you can't have yeah. both secrecy mm-hmm. and terrible security. Um in yeah. this this tries to have both. Yeah.
4: I know and there's clearly like cameras everywhere and I mean it, it's just yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't it just it's not
3: consistent. Yeah, at but all. you
2: can double tap delete anything you want on any camera <laughs> you know, depending on it, what you need it to delete. <laughs> the,
3: just hit the yeah. triangle button twice and yeah. it will Done. intuitively know uh up what down, you down, left, mean. right,
2: up, down, left, right, circle, circle, <laughs> triangle. <laughs>
3: not that i wasn't gonna i mean obviously
4: if we're if we keep doing them i was gonna watch them but uh, this one definitely got me more interested to see to see what comes but no i've just been kind of because i'm gonna have to watch them either to write or review or talk about on here so i've just been kind of saving them um yeah and, sure and do it that way so
2: ian what about you i almost forget about the cop b plot side story mm-hmm. thing yeah. until it comes up it's again it's very like, easy it to is... forget it's so forgetful, and I, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's so forgetful, um, and it's just... Forgettable, to- right? Not forgettable? forgettable? Forgettable. I mean, it, it could be both. I can't confirm that he is forgetful, though. <laughs> I can true. confirm it's forgettable. <laughs> or maybe I'm just forgetful. But I... Yeah, I'm baffled that this one... I'm amazed how much they got away with still getting so much kind of goodwill and support and how little squid gaming there was. It's like having a saw movie with no saw games in it. You would you'd think it would get more shit, but it's still entertaining.
3: That's the thing. It's a testament yeah. to the character work, it's a testament to exactly. the them- the thematic work as well. You know, like there's mm-hmm. a lot of themes that are that are playing through here that that are connecting uh to people, especially mm-hmm. with poverty and fairness and, you know, all that that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's a testament yeah. to the show that it doesn't always have to squid game um, yeah object. totally
2: agree I think it's yeah it proves that it's not just using the quirk and the hook to sell itself it, it's mm-hmm. a good show regardless you could stick it anywhere um but yeah I really like that episode um in terms of the sins the mask scanning still continues like, <laughs> yeah. I remember there was a little bit of a debate when we sinned the first episode because I don't think we'd seen or we'd seen most of it or we hadn't se- I can't remember but there was a bit of debate around whether we should sin it or not I'm so glad we did because it gets more ridiculous as this the stuff goes on like what are you scanning because it doesn't it by definition doesn't prove anything because the thing you're scanning is the wrong person so it's not yeah it's just beyond dumb um i love the narrator's headphone struggle um (laughs) the the, the different levels of defense was incredible because Uh that could that will happen to everyone at some point and the it's Dongle a all failed
3: me i'm a good person
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's such an innocent thing but if the even if it's a commercial that you're listening mm-hmm. to that happens to have screaming or moaning mm-hmm. you i mean you've got a choice you can just write it off and leave or you can go table to table and say look this is what i was watching i'm so sorry i'm not a pervert <laughs> but you just have to live with that <laughs>
4: when we were doing game of Thrones, for instance, we were doing a run on game of Thrones and I had never seen the series. So I understood what was going on. I was watching it. Like as you know, I was watching Mm -hmm. the episodes we weren't even doing. And I remember like my, uh, the housekeeper would be over here working cleaning and I'd be watching like game of Thrones. And every time she was close to my room, it was always a sex scene or something really Mm -hmm. disgusting Mm -hmm. being talked about.
3: Or (laughs) Mm -hmm. it was like, so I started
4: using, I started using earbuds pretty quickly.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But you're right. It is like it's like when you move your chair and it makes a fart noise yeah. and it's like yeah. you can yeah. you can you can try to explain it away and everybody's like, "Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, sure. Yeah, that was your chair." Yeah. Yeah. Got it. The more it.
2: defensive you are, the more it confirms that right. it was yeah. the thing you don't want it to be. Right. The one kidney fake out is unreal. Like, "A what are the odds that this is someone else that doesn't have a kidney?" Um,
4: <laughs> we we have a super dark comment about that by the way, which I I will talk about. Oh god. <laughs>
2: It's like, in my comments as well, but okay. I'll let you have that one. Or maybe if yeah, well, I have a few, you can have it. I get the logic but of what the <laughs> commentary is like, saying, but yeah, dangling. it's, no, it's dumb. <laughs> um, and the guy, the guy that's romancing, the necromancer. Um, oh, man. Uh, uh, why why uh, is, just, is that a thing? Uh, like, I That's a weird you, way to go.
4: I don't know how many shows and, and movies go there. I really don't. But every time it comes up, I'm just like, why? I guess it's because you have to make this person more deplorable than like, the other people and so Uh i guess like sex with a corpse is a way to do it because it's like how i I, maybe it's more common that i want to know but like
3: i just find it hard to believe that like i don't know like there is a philosophical conversation we could have about necrophilia (laughs) that would be no good for anyone um but (laughs) it is interesting the way we associate uh dead bodies uh give them different value than yeah you Mm -hmm. know let's say a, a pie Uh, You know, an apple pie from American Pie or whatever. It's still technically an anatomy. So, like, it's, it's, so I get it. Listen, not uh-huh. defending necrophilia the, the here. That the problem. Is, that was, who's going to have that totally, side of the argument? Li- that was my chair that made that noise. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but, uh, there but there's the a d- <laughs> But I like that.
4: Like I think we. I wrote a couple things. I think I. I think I went with all of Daniel's stuff because we have three or four sins about it. And at first, I almost took one out, or maybe even two out. And I was like, you know what? No, this is no,
5: This like needs it. to be sent. So we're that, just gonna. Yeah. We're just gonna yeah. lay really like... it.
4: And then I love the you know the narrator at the ends like. I mean, I kind of do, but I don't, but I kind of do. Yeah, yeah.
2: That, was, that was my last one. Was, oh, yeah, I kind of want to know, but no, I don't. No, you don't. You really don't. Um, yeah, that, that's all for me. And I don't know how to
4: explain this, but that's something like I would write for Aaron, but probably would not write for Jeremy or Chris. And I don't know how to explain that, but Aaron does that. Mm. Whatever that is, that like hesitancy, he, he, he reads that very well. Oh, thanks. And I'm not saying thanks. Jeremy or Chris couldn't do it. I'm just saying the way they're, the way just the way they talk and stuff i just I would probably word it a little differently or something yeah
3: no it is it is interesting to see the little nuances developing yeah. between the, like how you write for different narrator characters um yeah that's I think that's normal natural, I we knew that would happen. We talked about that when yeah. we started that the the new narrators mm-hmm. would be very similar uh in tone and in kind of so that the writing didn't have to change a ton, but that they would develop over time kind of probably their own yeah, unique sure. voice and and different things like that, so um so, yeah, that's fun stuff. Um, I will say I, I I was kind of, this is where I was getting bored with the season. And this episode is probably one of my least favorite. I, there's not a lot of that happens mm-hmm. in it for me. They completely bring me back next episode, which not to get ahead of ourselves, I think next episode is almost a work of art mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with many of the things that they're doing. I agree. Um, but, but here I was kind of losing interest and then episode six kind of pulled me back in. And then episode seven, I was like, oh, that's terrible. And then episode eight, I was like, okay, we're back.
4: So, so I, was on a, I was on a roller coaster. There right was this little little SNL sketch on the, on the news when Kevin Nealon was doing the news and he was doing porn reviews and there was this one movie called Into Jeff and he kept saying, for a little while I was into Jeff. Then I kind of
3: got out of Jeff. But then but then, <laughs> but then they brought me back into Jeff. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it's like. As far as specific sins that I really enjoyed, the breathing, breathing, breathing excitement sin uh, made me laugh quite mm-hmm. a bit. Uh, the, uh, We're all sinners, but we're still uh, here, aren't we? Was the line in the show. And then just saying the opening dialogue of every TV sin staff meeting somehow (laughs) makes its way into the episode. Yeah. Yes. Very, very true. All right. Let's move into Cinema Sins. Uh, We'll start with The Mask, the Jim Carrey movie. Uh, Daniel Cardoso and Jeremy Scott writing on this one. Uh, Cardoso Scott. And here's Daniel. No, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What do we think? Um, I guess I can start off with this one. Uh, the Mask for me is one of those early Jim Carrey movies where I was like, oh, is this going to be all he does? Because we weren't quite to Liar Liar where he's a you know able to do a little more acting. We certainly weren't to Truman Show or those kind of things yet. And we had just experienced basically Ace Ventura, right? When The Mask yeah, came this out. this was
4: 94. Mm-hmm. It was Ace Ventura. This is when he hit it,
3: but he became mm-hmm. a star. Ace hit Ventura three.
4: was in the spring. This was late summer. And then Dumb yeah. and Dumber was towards the end of the year.
3: And even with Dumb and Dumber, uh, which I love of of those three, it actually might be my favorite of the early Jim Carrey stuff um, because I think Jeff Daniels is kind of amazing in it uh, as well. But, yeah, this was the one that I didn't really connect to other than I thought uh, Cameron Diaz mm-hmm. was gorgeous, like, you know, many uh, humans my age uh, who watch this movie.
4: That's true, but it's... It- Cause that's like I always say that this introduction of her character is one of my all time favorite introductions of an actor, and I feel like mm-hmm. that comes off pervy because of how she's introduced. Sure, but it's sure, not. Yeah. But it's really not that. It's just I don't know how to explain it. Like the same thing happened with like Alan Rickman and Die Hard, or like Margot Robbie. It's just like instantly a movie star. Like yeah, that. Right, that exactly. doesn't Happen that often, right? Yes. You know, first, exactly. First role, just you know, comes on the screen. All you know, all guns
3: blazing. It's just yeah. crazy. Yeah, totally. That's that's exactly, I mean, just the charisma. Um, yeah. It's just, it's incredible stuff. Uh, the, the movie's funny. It's just so much physical comedy. And honestly, it's so cartoony that it almost, you know, undercuts itself in some ways. I still like it. It's just not one of his that I love. Um, I wanted to mention the sin for efficiency. One sin for efficiency. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I don't know why. That made me laugh quite a bit uh milo needs to pee but sure pick him up and squeeze him uh laughed a lot at that one too uh the narrator just getting so uh dismayed that he had both sage and allspice in his
2: spice rack <laughs> is yeah, just crazy.
3: beautiful this guy has sage and allspice
2: and then he just laughs he's not got his life together but he has his kitchen together
3: matrix eat your heart out was one of my favorite lines mm-hmm. there's you know the scene where he's like pulling up his legs so the bullet goes underneath and and it just says matrix eat your heart out loved that and then of course the removal for the surf ninjas poster uh there's just some randomness yeah. in there that that's really really fun um what about you jonathan what are some of your thoughts
4: um yeah so when i saw this in 90 because I, I saw this in the theater in 94 and i had seen ace ventura and i did really like ace ventura but i liked carrie i'd liked carrie before that i mean i He's in like he's in some early he's in some late eighties movies too, even like where he wasn't the star, but like I knew him for that. And then of course I watched In Living Color.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
4: uh, he was so funny on that. Um and I'd seen him do stand up and stuff like that. So I knew who he was and I really thought I mean I could see him I could see that he was gonna be an interesting, you know, movie star if and Ace Ventura was so big, you know, it ended up making well, I mean, it was a big surprise. I don't know if it made a ton mm-hmm. ton of money, but it made a lot of money uh and then so i was excited for this because this was based on a comic book we didn't get a lot of comic book movies back in the 90s i had never read this comic book i still haven't my understanding is that the comic is much darker humor and much more much almost more like a horror uh comedy kind of thing that's what i've always understood and then the movie obviously tones that down uh, quite a bit i love cameron diaz in this um i love milo uh, that dog was also. I think it was a year after this was in this, or maybe a year before. I can't remember. He was in this movie with Dana Carvey called Clean Slate. It might have been the same summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's really funny, and that too. That movie's terrible, but he's really funny. I just like this dog. I just this dog is awesome. <laughs> and there's that scene where my favorite bit, and I think I mentioned this on a on a on a, a bony pod because we were talking about like I don't know we or somewhere I answered a question about something, and I don't remember when this came up, but the scene where he's in jail. And he asked the dog to get the keys and he picks up the cheese instead. And then Jim Carrey (laughs) just goes, not the cheese, the keys. And it's just like this really (laughs) great, like it reminds me of like the thin man. Like if you, like if you put that scene with William Powell and Asta, like it's totally this, like it works, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, and I mean, and that's where I see like Carrey's got this just like really interesting uh, I don't know if it's charisma. I don't know what it is, but like, I could tell, like, he's awesome. But like, and I think I kind of talked myself into liking this movie at the time because I didn't like Ace Ventura. I didn't like Dumb and Dumber. And so I kind of felt like, well, I got to like one of these. But after he's done other stuff that I've liked, like Liar Liar, from, I, Liar Liar might be the first movie of his I really truly liked, mm-hmm. and Truman Show, and Man on the Moon, and uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which I think a lot of people forget he's even in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, anyways, but uh, I. I, so I don't like it as much now and I haven't seen it like in probably 15 years but I remember the last time I watched it I was like this doesn't really work that well except for Cameron Diaz except for the dog some of the directing's okay I mean Chuck Russell directs it he's competent um there's a and it's a nice cast you know uh I can't remember the bad guy's the actor's name but he was like the 90s bad guy for a minute and he was pretty good he was in Usual Suspects and some stuff like that around this time uh so yeah it's I mean it's it's okay but my uh, my sins that I wrote that you didn't mention, I I love the Richard Jenny plays like his friend at the bank, uh, R.I.P. Richard Jenny. And he says something like when Cameron Diaz comes in, I don't remember the exact line, but it's like hot woman at three o'clock or something like that.
2: Uh, killer at three o'clock. Kill,
4: killer at three o'clock. And then the sin is you are looking directly in front of you. That's noon if I ever saw noon. <laughs> <laughs> that so was good. just a great line, I thought. Like, yeah uh i like the guy who wears a mask stumbles upon a tv talk show about wearing masks uh that's insane because that happens i feel like there's a couple things i've written on recently where something like that has happened where it's just Mm -hmm. like you know the actual thing this person is dealing with at that moment is on a goddamn talk show (laughs) like he's watching
2: tvs and movies man yeah, that's so definitely dumb. something
4: I've I've really picked up on as we've been doing this job. Mm. Um, I did not want to figure out what all the Pig Latin say, and I'm really sad Cardoso and Scott aren't on here because I really want to know what that was.
2: <laughs> oh, it's um, great, it, isn't
3: it?
4: And it, then it I basically, the,
3: basically it just says, why is he speaking in Pig Latin? It would just be as yeah. easy to say it you know, the other way. I also want to it say,
4: says. I wrote a Pig Latin sin mm-hmm. a long time ago. Chris said, this is funny, but Jeremy will kill us if we keep it in. And then I find out like 2 years later he's more than happy to uh, to say pig latin. And it was not even nearly as complicated as what he did in
3: this. We used to do we used to do op language. Did you ever do op? Did you did Mm-mm. you have a secret language that no, you ever used no, with no. friends? No, I I never really did pig latin Interesting. either. Interesting. Mean. Oh, we had pig latin but we knew everybody knew pig latin so we did op language which is basically just consonants you add op to and say the vowels so like, you know, i mop mape is cinema. napp nopsop is sins
4: that i mean you do kind of develop your own language with your friends like there's certain things Mm -hmm. you can say and they'll know exactly what you mean you know that kind of thing but i don't never really developed anything i don't think on purpose at least yeah uh and then i just loved is that a surf ninjas poster (laughs) um because i loved how like i think new line was really guilty of doing that where they would just put whatever other movie they had out that summer they just randomly Mm -hmm. have a poster in the
2: movie and (laughs) it's just like whatever yep uh ian I love this movie. I have been patiently sitting in my chair ready to talk about this film. You're fine. Everyone can have their own opinions. I love this movie so much. But yes, I watched it probably weekly when I was under the age of 10. So I would have... Oh, I
4: totally see. Under the age of 10, if I I was 18 Mm -hmm. when this came out, if I was under the age of 10, I might have loved the hell out of this movie. Mm -hmm. I missed
2: this in the theaters because I was four, understandably. But somehow I watched it, got hold of it. And there's something about... I, when I was younger, there was something about... If there was an item in a movie that did something, I wanted that. I was a collector sure. from, like, the earliest yeah. age. So when I graduated from uni, oh my I God. did get a lovely Loki mask. And it is my pride and joy. And i love this film so much is
3: (laughs) that always back there or did you just put that back there today
2: that is just there for today just to just just dug it out of a river this morning
3: actually (laughs) so
2: it smells like absolute (laughs) one of my favorite
4: other favorite carry lines which it's in the video but there's a center around not the line but i just love what he's like i'm just down here looking for my mask
2: (laughs) (laughs) my mask it just does it for me. I watched the cartoon as well that came out after this, which is really good. Like these, um, the Ghostbusters had one. These movie tie in cartoons are usually like halfway decent. They're pretty good. They can be. Real
4: Ghostbusters was, was great.
2: It's awesome. It's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I love this movie. Jim Carrey's hilarious. Um, well, I think he is anyway. The mm-hmm. physical comedy works for me. Cameron Diaz is great. The, the scenes with the mask, now that I'm re watching it, are almost like vignettes so when he's got the cops that are shooting at him and he gets everybody to dance it's like that has got nothing to do with the movie and we spend six minutes doing like a rumba and i love it and it's amazing mm-hmm. but it has nothing to do with the film but yeah the the, the comparison to the genie really got me because i was like oh my goodness this is trying so hard to be genie mm-hmm. and it's it doesn't it doesn't work as well as aladdin's genie um i don't know if that's the the impressions are
4: <sighs> does it work as well as will smith's genie
2: is it? Oh, I, yeah, but I love Will Smith's genie. No, he's I great. Think they no, I like... liked Aladdin. I like the live action. I, w- I would probably put it Robin Williams' genie, the mask, and then Will Smith's genie <laughs> If in this weird universe. It might be that Robin Williams is so just like off the cuff. And... Well, where does Ben Kingsley's Iron Man 3 come into there, though? <laughs> <laughs> in terms of the sins. <laughs> you troll um in terms of the sins um high-pitched bts was great I was like oh yeah. huh, bts i mean hum is on my bts tickets it was amazing <laughs> love it mm-hmm. i loved the stanley trips over the door to get into the garage but then the ding 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 for the sin ding was him dinging at the table it's great mm-hmm. love doing that when we can get the movie to help us out there the pig latin was great the bonus round is adorable and it's just jeremy saying i want a dog just the adorableness of going through um, all of the all of the cute <laughs> things he does throughout the film is amazing, and the foreshadowing of Jim Carrey's career, like that's another level. Like almost every film is accidentally foreshadowed in this, including one that was missed, The Grinch. <laughs> like the, the greenness of it all, it's mm-hmm. there's sure. so many of his future films in this film, but yeah, love it. I'm I almost when I saw this was on the schedule. I was so close to emailing saying, can I please do this? I'm glad I didn't. I would have been terrible at this because there would have been 15 sin removals. I would not (laughs) have been able to look at it as a critical piece of art. And if I had, I would hate myself for it. So (laughs) I'm glad I wasn't on it.
3: Uh, There you go. That is the mask. Uh, Speaking of green things, uh, let's move on to Greenland. This is Cardoso Whittington script. So Ian and Daniel writing on this one. Ian, you get to kick us off.
4: Isn't it, though, like Greenland's got a lot of ice and Iceland's got all the green? Isn't that what...
2: Essentially, people? it's that way around. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and you so you weird. walk on parkways and park on walkways or something. I don't there know. There we go. Why is it? No, drive, drive, such a long You drive word. on parkways. You drive on parkways <laughs> and park on driveways. That's what it is. Yeah,
2: that's the joke. I'll edit that round so you don't sound like an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure you will. Sure you I will. will. I will not. <laughs> Ding. Um, yeah, this was really interesting. So this is the first video where... I um I was writing kind of without like a without a safety net almost. So I was it was me and Daniel writing on it, but I was putting together the overall video. Um so this was probably the most control I've had over what sins went into a video. So that was that was really, really fun because I'm a bit of a control freak. So that definitely appealed to the megalomaniac megalomaniac megalomaniac
3: Megalodon
2: Mia? Mega la la don. Um <laughs> The Meg inside me. No. Um, So yeah, really, really enjoyed. Um, I remember the first time watching this film, I really liked it, because especially coming off the back of Geostorm, I was like, really? Like... Gerard, whoever your are is, that agent is kind of is,
4: interesting. Like, would would we have liked it as much if he hadn't done Geostone before it? That's it. I, 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 think, I think that's like a fair question to ask. It's a fair I question.
2: Sure, yeah, it's a fair question. <laughs> but I think Geostore I would have. It's terrible. So bad. I think and not I would have like, done. In a fun way. I think I would have done because, but I think I enjoyed it even more because my expectations were so low. But this is still a film that I that I liked, and it was the fact that it's not so over the top. It's not. So uh, car chases and running away from flying cows and tornadoes and all of the landmarks being taken out and whatnot, it is quite sedate for a disaster film. But yeah, it is baffling that Gerard did two of these back-to-back. And you're like, my dude, were you just in a mood that you just fancied doing disaster films for a couple Mm -hmm. of years? But having singed it... The, i may not be able to watch it the same way again because there are some inconsistencies in logic the biggest thing i found was just how big this government conspiracy is that they they knew all along exactly where it was going to hit put enough provisions in place to save the people they needed to save without anybody finding out and it's like if this was always going to land in the sea and was going to be fine did nobody see like the medical tents and like FEMA getting set up and mm-hmm. thousands yeah. of military personnel that would have had to be in on it as well. So the conspiracy kind of falls apart a little bit.
4: Oh, you're just and you're just putting that shit on people's TV screens. You don't know if neighbors are over or.
2: Of course, you've mean... no idea. It's going to raise some questions. And the 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 second most ridiculous thing is I know. The world does fall apart whenever we have a disaster but within minutes there is there is looting there are children that are lost there are like 17 square miles of pediatric tents where lost kids have been lost over the last three and a half hours
4: i love that you have that much faith in humanity i wish i did (laughs) no i'm just (laughs) i I have more than six
2: hours of faith i just i I I feel like
4: it makes sense to me for some reason. Like, that would not surprise me at all. But no, I think it's totally worth setting. But I'm just saying, I'm yeah. watching that. Man, they've got some faith in humans that I do not have.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I, I get it. <laughs> I mean, but... the toilet paper thing. <laughs> when... I Yeah, but this toilet paper compared to like, there would be a lot of shopping, definitely. But we're talking about looting, kidnapping yeah. children, yeah, yeah, yeah. murder. I like, saying. so much goes wrong so, so quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's been six hours, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, in terms of the scenes, I loved how close he is to Locke without meaning to be Locke. An adulterous structural engineer from mm-hmm. Britain, it is not Locke. I love it. Um, I think my favourite job that the editors did was on the sliding scale of thumbs up to thumbs down. Because, so he's asked by his neighbour, like, how's it going with the wife? And he's like, eh, middle thumbs up. I was like, no, we need a bit more than that. Like, it's fine to describe work and your job and golf or whatever. Um, but I didn't put the note in to cut back to him each time showing the middling thumbs up but the way they did it just was hilarious just like keep repeating Mm -hmm. that until you get to the wife Um, but yeah really enjoyed really enjoyed seeing this had a lot more than I thought it would
3: uh, I'll go next. I I do like this movie, and I've seen it three times now. I think just because I've watched nice. it with friends and such, and I just think it's a fun disaster movie. And disaster movies always play, you know, fast and loose with logic and and that kind of stuff. And and I'm okay with that. Um, I think the reason it works is because it is single minded in many ways. It is about the oncoming disaster and. The driving force of the movie is we want this family to be together and to be mm-hmm. safe. And when you have crystal clear objectives like that, it's very easy to, as an audience member, find your way in. And, um, and I just, I think it works. And for all the weird and even bad movies that Butler's done, he also every once in a while, maybe like every other movie, is really good. Yes! Like he's just, he's really fun to watch on screen. I like his presence. Uh, you know, there's, he's, yeah, I'm a fan too. Uh, and I think he's good in this. I, uh, I did want to say as a parent of a diabetic, um, it was really interesting to see a movie kind of nail that this movie gets everything right about being the parent of a diabetic, uh, including when we send the, the refrigerating, the, uh, -hmm. the insulin, while it's true that it might be okay for a month, you are told like. Oh, yeah. In- for sure. Insulin goes in the fridge and get it there quickly. And, you know, that so that it keeps. Um, I just I was I was really impressed. The pump was accurate. The way it worked was accurate. All that stuff um, mm-hmm. seemed really interesting to me. Um, and I just I liked that, you know, as as somebody who's dealt with that for several years. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was good. Um, I liked the, uh, not the length of the trail, it's the depth of the impact, uh, <laughs> Sin, uh, and I like it not just because it's a double entendre, which is always fun, but because it's true. The yes. statement is true. It's not yes. the length of the tail. Uh, it is the depth <laughs> of the impact. Um, I love the uh, the line, uh, there's always time for sandwiches. Uh, that oh, made me man, laugh. That was I had that so one, yeah. dumb.
2: We're in a hurry. We're in a hurry. Let's get some
3: PBJs oh uh, yeah. Um sudden guy from the office whose name I can't remember. Uh just love the laziness of that. That's amazing. Uh not as much as my dead wife, uh, the followed by not as not enough to stay with you after he's talking about how much he loves them. Uh <laughs> is just so good and true and beautiful. I loved all that stuff. Uh Jonathan, what about you? Yeah, I like this. I've only seen it the
4: one time, and then I obviously I watched the sins video. I I read somewhere where people were talking about movies that might have been most affected by the pandemic. And this was one of the ones that was mentioned because I do feel like if this got like a summer movie release or like a fall movie release in theaters when everyone was going to the theater, this might have been like a decent hit. Like it had, I think, because it's not as dumb as Geostorm. Um, Although you do sometimes wonder if that's what people want because Armageddon is like one of the highest grossing movies Mm -hmm. (laughs) of all time.
5: It's
3: really mm -hmm. dumb.
4: But uh, and but I I will say it's funny because I feel like such a hypocrite because I typically don't enjoy that when it's just over the top and silly. But at the same time, one thing that kept pulling me back from this was I felt they took it almost too seriously at times. So it's like you can't please me, disaster movies. I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, but no, but I liked it. I liked Butler um, in this, so it was nice to kind of see him in a in a better movie. Although I will say, if you haven't seen Cop Shop yet, please go watch Cop Shop. Yeah, Cop Shop. Cop Shop. is kind of great, and it kind of uh, is. I don't know that I can defend that, but it's kind of great. Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, uh, I really enjoyed this video. Uh, I loved loved American Airlines. That's weird. It just popped up. (laughs) (laughs) Just launching luggage. (laughs) Where did that come from? Uh, Thank you for sending the movie for wasting, Holt uh, McCalney. So Mm -hmm. many movies do this. Nightmare uh-huh. Alley, just like last month, did this shit, and it's just so like so frustrating. Like,
2: he's great.
4: Oh my god, Justice or the theatrical Justice League. He's in like
2: one scene. <sighs> mm-hmm. like, this guy's awesome. Come on, Which, yep. he just has the worst what? agent. I think I, just getting well, in really bad. Games. He's
4: done. He has to like like he had that show on FX, Lights Out, that where I really discovered him, and that and that only lasted a season. It was actually mm-hmm. around the same time as uh, was it Terriers? Was that yeah the, yeah? I I, I, I loved will both say.
3: Of those. I think before we start ripping on his agent, we need to know what he's getting paid for these roles. <laughs> because yeah, could be ca- he could fair. be cashing some checks for small uh-huh. roles, and if that's yep. the case, he has a great agent. <laughs> yes, so. that is very fair. I just want like I want
4: him to be like starring in some of these because I think I think he'd, 100%. I think yeah. he'd yeah. be totally.
3: outstanding. But uh,
4: yeah, that so that was everything else. I think you guys have said uh, has already been mentioned. I, I did like I don't know if you guys mentioned the news position. We talked about just in general. There was a lot of that, mm-hmm. but. I love this sin where it's like, I'm not even mad about it. I'm impressed, but I'm also mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's great stuff.
3: Uh, all right, let's move into keeping tabs.
1: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another.
3: Ha ha! Oh jeez. The
0: most public yet of my many humiliations.
3: We're just going to take a look at something else from the process of putting together the week's content. Maybe a weird Google search, a deleted sin, uh, whatever tickles our fancy. Uh, My fancy will remain untickled uh, this week as I did not write on anything. Uh, So I don't really have – I really don't have anything. I wrote on everything Mm -hmm. last week.
4: I don't – I got to be honest. I don't really have much of anything either. I just wrote on those two TV shows, but there just wasn't anything that was like – interesting that i looked mm. at <laughs> mm.
3: can
2: we go three for three we can just skip that we can just skip this this segment oh, man. we nearly did because i don't have one either <laughs> but i have an honorary one from daniel um i'm sorry because i know that he must have done some research into the dhc 6100 twin otter which right. is the yes. aircraft that they used to yes. get to greenland on his behalf I, I didn't check in with him, but I unless he has a backstory that I've totally missed, which is possible that he used to be a twin autopilot, um, <laughs> that that plane would not make it. And it is, yeah, I believe that he spent the time to do the fuel consumption on it, the, the distance it would go, the, the weight that it would need. And it's just ridiculous. Like, either that argument doesn't happen because you're just going to let them on, Or there is nothing they can say that would sway you. If you're going to push that point, they're not getting on the plane. This isn't a goodwill. This isn't a let's hope it works. It's no, I'm overweight, get lost. (laughs) But of course, it works. Of course it does.
4: You know, with Daniel, though,
2: just uh,
4: what little I've been able to work with him and talk to him. I mean, it wouldn't shock me at all if he just
3: knew that. Like,
2: but but he's up
3: in his twin otter right
4: now. You know, But I think he's also he's. He's just very good with research. I think that has a lot mm-hmm. to do with it too. Like
2: I can imagine him like having that off the top of his head, and you're just yeah. like, "Oh, when did you get your pilot's license?" And he's like, "What pilot's license? They <laughs> yeah, just know I just it."
4: Or <laughs> or he just or he has one, and I totally would yeah. believe
3: that too. Like that mm-hmm. dude's flying planes on the weekends. Sure, that makes sense. I will. I will say this is something we could talk about in keeping tabs that I absolutely love. That this very thoroughly researched sin is in the same movie as a sin that won't even look up who the guy is from the office uh, like it's 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 one of my favorite things that we both over research and under research yes. stuff because and in in and, and if you listen to cinema sin haters or people who don't like what we do oftentimes they will they will say that we contradict ourselves and you know those kind of things and and that we you know sometimes we're just trying to be funny and other times we're trying Mm -hmm. to be serious and yeah. Welcome to the channel. Like, because you know why, because what we're making fun of is the type of person who does that, who is like, I will both research this thing to death and also be totally lazy about this other thing just because I want to rip on it. Like that is the fandom that we are making fun of is somebody who's hypocritical
2: imdb for a second to look up his name right goes to wikipedia and does an hour of research on the twin (laughs) it's beautiful it's perfect
3: hypocrisy is built in
4: yes yes. or it could be like he knows the name but he just thought it was funnier to say it that way because sometimes that's what it is too i mean we were having it which i can't talk about what we were sending but it was mine i I couldn't remember his name (laughs) well daniel and i were having this conversation last night aaron and i kind of had it this morning about uh correctly naming an item in something we were working on Mm -hmm. yeah and We ended up going with not, and I guess we'll talk about that in a few weeks if we want to, but uh, a lot of that Mm -hmm. had to do with, because like, I felt like if we did name it correctly, that opened up a lot more like argumentative stuff, (laughs) but if we just played it off more like we're idiots, it worked so much better.
2: Like if you'd have done the gun thing more over the top in Paul Blart, it would have been even funnier, wouldn't it? Like getting Mm -hmm. the wrong name is even better. Yeah. (laughs) It can be. Yeah, for sure. You
4: just got to find the right mix. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, totally.
4: That was a good I, Keeping
3: Tabs segment. I loved it. Yeah, I think that was great. That was great. That was Let's one move of the bad ones. <laughs> Let's move into the comment section. I want to
5: know what you're thinking.
3: I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter.
2: You are the ones who are the ball lickers.
3: We're each going to take a comment from the week's content from the various places that you reach out to us. Discord, YouTube, Reddit, etc.
2: Ian, what do you got? Nope, nothing this week. No comment. <laughs> kidding, yeah, I'm yo, kidding. Do that you got some uh, nitpick- got nitpickers of the nitpickers? No, I'm kidding. Three, Just oh. two segments in a row where we don't have anything. Yeah, I got some nitpicking of the nitpickers of the nitpickers. Um, and what should we do? I The biggest one, Um, and this was 10, 12, 13 people must have said this on the mask. Yes, Loki is a god. And the <laughs> scene is, what is this guy a god? And yeah. I think that's a green. Like criticizing the mask's powers did seem strange to me because, yeah, it's a bit of wood that turns you into a green person with infinite power. Mm-hmm. It's it's like sinning the genie for being almighty as well. So well, I we can brought, get it.
3: We can maybe broaden into yellow uh to defend us just a little bit in in saying the movie doesn't do a great job of explaining that. Like the movie doesn't do a great job of explaining what the rules are you know, to the mask other than, you know, you have to wear it at night and, but it doesn't like, because if he truly is a God, like that opens up so many more things and so many more questions about like. Why didn't he just snap his fingers and create certain things, or you know?
2: Because it's mischief. He's Why would he, he waste his time? Like, it's beneath him? Like Correct. he's not interested in in controlling the universe and controlling yeah. planet Earth. He's just being a bit of a dick. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah.
4: the it's kind of like the Joker. Because the one thing I've always found interesting about the Joker that I think a lot of the movies get wrong is that I mean, all he's concerned with is. I mean, he's basically chaos. Loki. Like he just wants yeah. chaos and and craziness and stuff. He doesn't give a crap about you know having money or stealing mm-hmm. he just wants to and i think that's kind of the same thing here
3: yeah yeah no i, yeah. I, I get it
2: but i think that was it was a fair no, point I agree. i'm i'm
3: fine with agreeing i'm fine with agreeing on
2: that um the so in squid game i think this was i think this is a fair re- fair kind of point-ish to make. It's uh, the dubbing problem. So he didn't call... Oh. Uh, there's a point where he calls her grandma, and that is... Yeah, I, that of, I think we. Too. I know what you're I talking about. I think about. we did sin that this might be a dubbing problem. We did. That's why I wrote we that in yeah. Because I wasn't yeah.
4: sure, and I was too lazy to go pull off the dub.
2: <laughs> the not dub. <Yeah. laughs> I don't even know how you would get there. Like, and I, it is... I think it's like an amber, because... What he's saying is correct, but it's still sinful on the show, even the dubbed correct. version. For I not correct. That's the point. I took point, that, right? not I the took that
4: comment as he was just explaining to us: "You are correct on the on the non dubbed version. It's this, so that makes mm-hmm. more sense than it." I think he was agreeing that it doesn't make any sense on the at least yeah. that's the way I read it.
2: Mm-hmm. But yeah. I could be wrong. Well, let's just sin the show extra then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And for Hawkeye, we had so this was about the convenient places of all of the convenient things, and that the, the the defense was well. I'll, I'll read what he says. I'll add this to nitpicking the nitpicker segment of BTS when Hawkeye finds the quiver and convenient bow after the convenient trampoline. He, the I believe he knew where the quiver and bow were because he mentioned that he saw them. Um, take his bow up and put it there, and the convenient trampoline still stands. But give me the bow and arrow back. So I think this <laughs> this person wants half a sin returned. Mm-hmm. Yes, because yes. Hawkeye, Hawkeye could have spotted where Maybe it like, wasn't. It wasn't
3: an accident. We'll we'll give you back point three one. Point three yeah. one of sin will return to uh, mm-hmm. to the
2: bank, uh, but so. we're going to give it back for trying to point it out to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, if episode six doesn't end with a negative sin tally, we will riot. So let's just prepare for a riot next episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's all from me.
3: It's coming. It's, it's coming. coming.
2: Um, good, but it's not six. that
4: good.
3: Ah, uh, Jonathan, what about you?
4: Um, so I had I had the one we were talking about earlier about the. The kidneys, the kidneys in squid yeah. game this uh this uh, youtube comment said it actually makes perfect sense that multiple people <laughs> would have not have both kidneys if i was desperate enough to play i'd probably have already sold my extra kidney on the black market <laughs> the real sin is that any of these people have both kidneys still and i was like
2: <laughs> i love that so much i was like you might be right but uh, it's but it's damn, how they described it I as never extra there. no 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 <laughs> nothing inside you is extra it's all there <laughs>
3: I, I hesitate to point it out, uh Ian, but there's plenty inside me that is extra. Uh I have taken much of my life uh and needed many calories to provide extra uh on okay, my body. So Fair enough.
2: <laughs> Weird when you describe an internal organ though. Like yes, that extra yes. lung. <laughs> I guess I'm thankful that
4: I've never been at a point in my life where I've had to think about, you know, doing that.
2: So that's, uh, yeah. that was just kind of... I always wish we turned it on its head and had gone with that. Man, it's dumb that anybody has two kidneys in here. (laughs) And then we
4: also, we talked about the brother not showing, like we couldn't see the the brother's photo. And I didn't know this. So I thought this was just interesting. I think once again, this was just somebody letting us know, hey, this is why. Because Mm. apparently the, the actor that plays them is well known in korea i believe Mm -hmm. so seeing the photo and the actors names in the credits would tell the audience about the twist so i thought that was interesting i didn't know that so that was cool because i don't know the actor so uh oh i totally get that we do that with american films all the time so Mm -hmm. yep
3: yep uh mine i want to end on a positive comment from youtube such things exist and i wanted to highlight it uh this is from red sankari Uh, who said, and I don't even remember which video because it doesn't pertain to the video specifically itself. I believe it was one of the CinemaSins videos. Jeremy, you and the team are seriously talented, funny, and respectful to film in all the best ways. I've been watching for about 10 years now, around when you started, and it's been so great to see you guys grow and still doing what you and we all love. Keep it up. Um, It's very, very sweet. And yes. In and a place. And we're lucky that everyone thinks that. We're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people think that. I think a lot of people do think that. And it is a reminder that uh, that there are some people in what is often considered a cesspool of comments mm-hmm. on YouTube that uh, that are still out there saying good things. So thank you, uh, Red Sankari. We appreciate that.
2: Uh, and that right. was on the Greenland video. Okay. So just, Very nice. I'm going to take all of the credit for. With that comment—they're <laughs> really just. Wait, do to you me even know it
3: was on the Greenland video? No, I or... do. Hand okay. on heart, All
2: I right. know that is no citation <laughs> needed. You don't need to check well, that out. It was okay. in the Greenland video. You gotta send a
4: quick email to Green to Daniel. Hold on, no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, let's move into beyond the sins.
4: To infinity and
5: beyond. Somewhere beyond my wildest history
3: To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we have seen recently. Um, and Jonathan's going to kick us off. What have you been watching?
4: Well, I I actually saw this weeks ago. But Worst Person in the World is opening yes. this weekend uh, today, so it'll be a week since it's open. I and mean, I don't know how many theaters. I I don't know, but I know it's actually yeah. opening. Like it's going to be available where it wasn't available. Uh, I was lucky enough to get to see. It, uh, to get to see it, uh, I guess it's been. I guess it was at least December. If not, it could have even been November. Uh, mm-hmm. this is my, uh, favorite movie. I, I don't want, this is a movie. I really don't want to oversell <laughs> <But>
2: <laughs> You're doing a great job. <laughs> I also feel
4: like I've got to be honest. Like this was my favorite movie. Cause I think this does count as a 2021 movie. I think for awards and stuff, yes. it's going to be it. Right. Okay. Yes. So this will be, this will be eligible for, uh, probably best foreign film, uh, I would love for it to get a Best Picture nom. I think it's the best film
3: from 2021 that I've seen. I'd I think love it for is. her to get a Best uh, Actress nomination. Yes, uh,
4: that is... well uh, 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 Okay, I'm going to totally butcher this. Yeah. Uh, it's Renate Rensvi, I'm going to go mm-hmm. with. Yeah, uh, She is outstanding. I've never yeah, seen her in anything else. Uh, this was... God, I feel stupid. I should have looked this up. Is this Swedish? I No, it's, it's definitely Scandinavian. Scandinavian. Um, Thank you. That's what I meant. I knew it was an S. Uh, but totally totally <laughs> well, different but uh, Sweden
3: well Sweden is in
4: Scandinavia oh, that, right like it's oh, Norway yeah, yeah, Denmark oh, Finland
3: f- and Sweden are technically Scandinavia oh, so I don't know yeah. I, don't, I don't do geography here um, <laughs> Scandinavian film some guy in office it's
4: whoever yeah. what is it's, the guy so, it's a film based uh, in Suffolk
3: but no but this and this movie it's,
4: it's I mean it it's small, I guess, in the sense that like it's really just a character piece. It's basically about uh, this uh, the she Renate Rensby she plays a character named uh, Julie, I think. Yeah, Julie, and it's uh it's basically four years of her her life. I think she's probably like in her early to mid twenties is what she's supposed to be, and it's basically just about her uh, trying to figure out like trying to you know uh, ride uh, ride the waters of like relationships and try to figure out what she wants to do with her career. And uh, it's interesting that the movie is called Worst Person in the World. I think I get it. But it is – that is something – I'm curious how people take that, you know, each person when they watch the movie. And like most movies, I mean, I hope you don't know that much going in. But that's basically the basic premise. And then uh, – but I just loved it because it's just – I don't know. It just – it's it's like so just – it just feels so honest. And it just feels mm-hmm. like so real. And like the emotions are – like everything is earned. I will say the, the only thing that I thought was a little contrived was there's a, she has a reacquaintance. I'll just say, uh, with an old friend, uh, uh an old, an old acquaintance towards the end of the movie. And there's, uh, there's like a, like a physical thing involved in that that, or, a, a a sickness or whatever, however you want to put it involved a health issue that like, I don't know, that felt a little like on the contrived, but I don't think it really bothered me because both actors are so good. And mm-hmm. it, like they totally make it work. And, uh, I just, I just loved this movie. So, uh, I if you can see it in a theater, you feel comfortable doing that. It might be on VOD pretty soon too, if not already. I would guess it will yeah, be. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, but we'll see about that. But if it's That's available a, to you in any way, I, I highly recommend
3: it. I can't remember which actor that is, but that scene, he is so good. He is almost. He, oh, he's great. He's almost better than her in the second half, and she's amazing. Yes. Like yes. it's, it's. It's some really great performances uh, I recommend um, it also is a little different than you would think of some of these lower budget kind of in more indie feel mm-hmm. movies that come out around award season. It has some segments and set pieces in this movie that are really captivating visually really interesting choices are being made there's some there's some real visual art going on in this movie too um. Uh, at times, along with the incredible uh, emotional and thematic stuff that's happening. So no, I, I love this recommendation.
4: Yeah. It's in a it's, it's definitely an emotional roller coaster, but it's one of those where I, like I said, I just feel like everything's earned uh, mm-hmm. when all is said and done. And that's not, I think a lot of these romantic dramas don't always do that or they just go yeah. way too over the top in certain areas. And I, this one somehow hits everything perfectly for me.
3: So I agree. I think it's yeah. really, really good.
2: Ian, what do you got? I am so excited to talk about this film. I, for some reason, decided to watch the Grand Budapest (laughs) Hotel. I decided to watch the Grand Budapest Hotel um, the other night. I friggin loved this film. So good, so much. This film (laughs) is a masterpiece. Um, I am going to oversell it, and I don't care if you end up not liking it. (laughs) It is incredible. I'm just beginning to think Wes Anderson is like my all-time favorite filmmaker he is just making films for me i yeah just absolutely loved it it is the the way he constructs some shots and the way he frames people and uses every single centimeter of the screen is just unbelievable it's incredible and there's there's always something on screen to watch and the cast in this film like some of them are only in it for like five or six minutes but Ralph Fiennes, F. Murray Abraham, um, Adrian Brody, Jeff Goldblum, Willem Dafoe, Jude Law, Bill Murray, Edward Norton, um, Tilda Swinton, um, Owen Wilson. It's ridiculous how many people are in this film. Just, and like, I think acting the best that I've ever seen them. Like, Bill Murray's in it for 30 seconds, and I think it's his, his best role that I've ever seen him like play. He's great. Um, Edward Norton is just perfectly... German, like he doesn't have to have a German accent, but he's just really sedate in this film. Um, it basically follows, if you haven't seen it, the story of the current owner of the Budapest Hotel and how he came to own it um, under the tutelage of Mr. Gustavo? Gustavo? Gustave? Gustave? Gustav. Um, Ralph Fiennes' character. And they just end up on this ridiculous Wallace and Gromit adventure where they accidentally themselves into situation after situation it's it's very fantastic mr fox like i think gustav could easily be mr fox um it's just fun and it's like an hour and a half it's it's oh man it's so good it's so good i loved I, it
4: anderson's interesting
2: i i i
4: can't like there's no one like him uh no and there's very there really few isn't. filmmakers you can say that about i mean hmm you know nothing that's not a bad thing that you're that you're similar to other people if you're good you're good or great or good but there's just i mean i guess you could like find influences that he has but i don't know there's just nobody like wes anderson i mean especially once especially like post like i mean bottle rocket i guess kind of feels very in that 90s indie scene but Mm -hmm. like i don't know rushmore on or maybe at least royal tenenbaums on i just he was able to do... I don't know. His style is just very different. Like, he's just... I would love to talk to that man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's yeah very, I would
2: very, love to have a chat with him yeah. and just... I can't wait to see what comes next. Have you seen The French Dispatch? I haven't. I see? tried. It just... It didn't line up and I couldn't get to the theaters. Yeah. And I I'm, I know I'll love I, it.
3: I loved it. Um, I, I loved it as well. And I think it's the Wessiest, most Andersoniest... Oh, uh, yeah, of, <laughs> I called the, it... Uh,
4: for Vonnegut fans listening, I called it his Breakfast of Champions. Like I like like I can't imagine, like I would love to like it would kind of like Ian watching Scream 4 first. I want to hear somebody <laughs> that the French dispatch is their first Wes Anderson film and uh, what they think yeah, about it. They don't get it. Because I I have no idea. Like it yeah. was. I'm just really curious to hear what that perspective
3: is. I love Grand Budapest. Um mm-hmm. I I it is a tale of two halves for me with Wes uh, Anderson. I am mad about everything before Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I'm absolutely in love yeah, with everything. Yeah, he's a bit Mr. of a tear, mm-hmm. right? Fantastic Mr. Fox on. Yeah. He's got his his last few movies are Fantastic Mr. Fox, Moonrise Kingdom, which may be my favorite Wes Anderson movie. I think it's so beautiful. It's growing um, on me A lot. Grand Budapest, Isle of Dogs, which is way underrated. I think it's yeah. a really good movie. And then the French Dispatch. I just his his last five movies have just been all home runs for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I and I so, I yeah. would argue that Rushmore and um
4: the Royal Tenenbaums are great movies for myself personally. I was not a huge fan of those couple in between, like the mm-hmm. the, the one with Bill uh, well, Murray uh, submarine And Darjeeling, yeah, Darjeeling, yeah. And Darjeeling yeah. Limited. Yeah, those were two that I was kind of on the fence with. But uh yeah, I know what you're, you're right. saying. There's no
3: one like him for sure. No oh, one like no. him. I'm going to talk a little bit about Murderville on Netflix. Uh, This just came out this past week as we're recording this. This is Will Arnett uh, doing a murder mystery show with a guest star every week who is not only playing themselves but is also a trainee who has been given no script, no information on what's going on in the show, and has to react to things as they happen in this murder mystery. (laughs) The conceit is at the end, they will pick between the three suspects who they think committed the murder based on the clues that they have seen as this, you know, police trainee. Um, I love that concept. Mm -hmm. Beautiful concept. Uh, It is also, you may be surprised or not surprised to find out. Based on a British show uh, that did a very similar uh, oh. thing, Murder in Somethingville or something like that. I, I should have looked it up. but
2: Oh, my goodness. Yes. No, it is because I've been meaning to tell you about that show for months mm-hmm. and I just never got around to it. <laughs> yes. I'm so sorry. Aaron, you would love this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember
3: what it's called uh, over there? Um, it's...
2: Leave it with me. Hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll no. definitely you find out. I'll look it All up. All right.
3: No, no, no. Uh, I'll keep talking about this because I'm kind of mixed in my feelings on it. I will say it's unique, and I love... Murder Island.
2: Sorry, Murder Island.
3: Murder Island. Uh, oh, okay. It is It is unique, and just for that alone, I find it very, very interesting. Um, it is cringe at times <laughs> mm-hmm. because these people really don't know what's about to happen. So when Conan O'Brien or... Um, You know, I'm trying to think. Or um, some of the others that have been on the show are reacting to this stuff. They're really genuinely reacting, which can both be fun, but also be like, I feel bad for like you know, kind of that cringe Mm -hmm. thing where it's like, well, it's a little uncomfortable that they're not sure what's going on. Um, So there is that aspect to it. Will Arnett's great. This is this is perfect for him. He's so. Over the top. He gets to play in this really interesting space. The six episodes do have an overarching um, kind of plot that is written into them. Ultron Uh, shows up yes yes
2: um it's an episode missing that's played out of order correct correct
3: uh so so yeah i'm really enjoying uh what if murderville uh is is really really good no no i did really enjoy it uh but i will say there were moments where i was like this isn't great but it isn't great because of the conceit because of what it's having to do um, it can't be perfect. It can't be polished. It has to be improv in some ways, in many ways, especially for those guests. Um, and uh, and yeah, so I, I enjoyed it enough to recommend it. So it's definitely a recommend, but That's just go cool. in knowing that it's, it's a little unpolished um, because of its conceit. I definitely want to
4: check it out. The last like three weeks, I mean, this is awesome. Like there's been like eight or nine shows that have either debuted or the new season has debuted that I want to watch. And so it's kind of just been chaos with like my, what am I watching today? (laughs) Like, Yeah.
3: So, but murderville is definitely one of them. So Uh, Ian, I will just say, uh, because it didn't sound right to me. I did look it up. The show it's based on is actually called murder in successville. Um, is the oh, show? Oh, I'm thinking it's based of something on... else. Then Murder yeah. Island
2: sounds very similar because that's a reality. That's a reality show as well where, where they, they have kill to each guess other. The murderer and there's actors, Well, there's no there's no actual killing, thankfully. <laughs> but that Murder Island is almost exactly the same premise. That's really Interesting.
3: strange. Interesting. Uh, yeah, Murder and Successville is the British show that it is technically based on. Um, okay. That they optioned for the American version. I will also, I guess, say the murder mysteries are a little light to me. They're a little. Uh, Mm. obvious and on the nose Um, if you're paying any sort of attention it's Mm. clearly obvious who the the killer is because of the are they like more 30 minutes or are they more like yes Ah, okay yeah they're more 30 minutes yeah you'll get through it real fast
2: i kind of think it has to be obvious it does for the person in it yes exactly
3: exactly and that's That's what i say when i say the conceit brings down Mm -hmm. the the overall quality of the product a little bit but the conceit is fun So, yeah, it's really weird, though, as many I think I've mentioned this before, but
4: murder mysteries are like my jam and I read them Mm -hmm. all the time. I watch shows, murder mystery shows all the time, like I watch movies, you know, that's like my jam. And I'm so bad at figuring out, which I think is kind of Mm -hmm. a a bonus because and I think that's why I've never gotten tired of them, because it's rarely predictable to me because I'm just not looking for that. I guess I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I always I get fooled a lot. (laughs) Uh, which is interesting because you would think I would be like, you would think I'd be like a private
3: detective at this point, but no, that's not how it works
2: or a murderer because you know how to do it. Yeah.
3: I will be interested to know. I I don't blame anyone for not figuring stuff out. In fact, you know, we, we talk about this uh, often when we talk about movie turns and twists, calling a twist is not some sort of like point that you get in your, you know, Mm. bonus thing. And it's also not some sort of thing. That's always a flaw of the movie. Now, figuring out a twist that the movie is trying to hide from you for a specific purpose that may be a flaw in the movie... Um, but you know, just because just because someone figures something out doesn't mean a movie is necessarily worse but, because of it. The yeah. story is still the story, no matter when you figure out the information. But storytelling can be more fun and interesting based on when you reveal that information and how it's but revealed. But it's like all so. this murder.
4: I mean, and I love it. I think it has a lot to do with Knives Out. I think it has a lot to do with Murder on the Orient Express. Being, so I, it, I just love that we're getting all these like new murder mystery shows because Murderville. There's like the parody thing with Kristen Bell, like the girl across the lake in the window. Mm-hmm. And, which I really yeah. want to watch that. The After Party on Apple, which I've seen the first episode of, and it's really good. Uh, so, And then plus you have stuff like Servant Season 3, which is also kind of a mystery type thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, I yeah. love, it. No, love it. Keep them coming. Do them all. Bring Angela yep.
3: Lansbury back. Let's do it. <laughs> Make it happen. Make, Make it a happen. recall to Murder, She Wrote. Ooh, that That, that will probably happen. That will probably happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is Murderville, which is available on Netflix. The Grand Budapest Hotel is available with ads on IMDb TV, or you can rent it uh, from various places, and the worst person in the world is in theaters. That's going to wrap it up for Behind the Scenes this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed, and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. Got anything you want to send to us? You can mail it to P.O. Box 881 Republic, Missouri 65738. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. He is at Wit's End.
2: Uh, W-H-I-T-T-S-I-N-N-E-D. And
3: he is at Sam Loomis13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Ian Whittington, a Surf Ninjas poster, and myself, we will see you (laughs) next week. Happy National Flannel Day!
4: Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com, and be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts.
2: We always end up in the 1 hour 30 to 1 hour 45 range. I suppose that's because we have a good shepherd. Oh, I didn't know you were religious. It's, uh... Does shepherd have to be religious?
3: The good shepherd is definitely a religious phrase. The, go- the good shepherd. That's how yeah, unreligious that, yeah, that's... I am. I didn't <laughs> realize.
4: <laughs> I just remembered we have to do a commercial, don't we?
2: Oh, shoot. We do. Yes, All right, that's something I'm up. prepared for. I wasn't
3: <laughs> That's something I studied up on for days. <laughs> you already used your Jonathan,
4: do you like numbers? Line so you can't do that again. Jonathan, are you are you a fan of numbers?
2: You look like a kid who's a fan of numbers. <laughs> I sound like I'm in the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: just know I just know uh I just know Paul. That's all I know. Well you sounded like Ringo. I'm from <laughs> Liverpool. I just know Ringo. <laughs>
2: Do you think I'll be allowed to do the advert like this, Aaron? <laughs>
3: yes, Ian. Just, just talk like you're from Liverpool.
2: I will. Um, I, I believe that I'm the best cook in the kitchen, even though I just kind of do what people tell me to do.
3: It's really interesting hearing a British person do a Liverpool. Because it doesn't quite sound
2: like an American doing a Liverpool. <laughs> no, I imagine it equally doesn't sound anything like going from Liverpool. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. That drifted into Northern Ireland. Oh, well, I don't know about you, but I think Jonathan looks like a man that likes numbers. <laughs> Jonathan, how do you like your fondue? <laughs>
3: you look like a man who likes fondue. <laughs> Can you guys hear uh, Hannah whining? All of a sudden, okay, good. Because I'm just going to ignore her.
4: That a girl you keep in a closet or <laughs> I'm assuming that is a dog. <laughs> that would be so if I was just like, hey, you guys can't hear Denise screaming, can you? <laughs> I've totally told you who Denise is. It makes perfect
2: sense that yep. I would
3: say that name. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I assume it's a dog though, right? <laughs> you can't hear Hannah whining. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's
3: a dog. It's a dog, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you you thought beef tenderloin was the the with with the chicken the chicken fried tenderloin sandwich. Oh, is yeah. that not it? Yeah. Is no. it not it? <laughs> it's no, a, it's a completely, a, completely different, different, different thing. Oh, it's okay. a, is it a is it a pork chop
2: sandwich? Oh, no, it's, it's, a a pork pork it's a pork tenderloin. It's a pork tenderloin oh, no. yeah. uh,
3: fried. It's a fried pork tenderloin. I just um, remember
2: the Indiana
4: nachos. Like that's the main. Thing.
2: Oh, is that not the same thing? Okay, well, there's tenderloin in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh No, one is beef, one is pork. Yeah, but with the pro- <laughs> so with the protein switching, you can you can switch that out.
3: <laughs> it's it's what's done with the tenderloin that makes the you know the sandwich interesting. You know, a tenderloin can just be you know cooked. Yeah, uh, like I have tenderloins in the freezer,
4: but yeah. I have to add stuff to yeah, them. tenderloin
3: and, is just a, yeah. a portion of the body. Like, you know, like, Ian, you have tenderloins. Yeah, like I, I, do, something... I do have very tenderloins <laughs> after that I, that I was just thinking about the
4: geography
3: of the UK. And, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> we only
2: have one time zone, so Aaron would love it here.
3: It'd be so nice, right? <laughs> Yeah, uh, it'd be great. Everything right just time. on Pacific time.
2: Yeah, specifically Pacific.
4: Not that I'm like super happy with my f- recent diagnosis, but I will say I'm getting my blood work and like urine work done so often now. <laughs> that like if there ever is something wrong with me surely it will be found out very quickly. Well
3: that's how I felt when I had my yeah. my cardiac event. I was like they're doing all sorts of scans on me. I'm yeah. like sweet, if there's yes. anything they're going to find it. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs>
2: but that, but then you get like false negatives as well. Like you can Well that's
3: true or you hear
4: stories about where they don't catch that one thing. I mean my stepfather, he went he was he had back problems and he was going to doc- different doctors for like a year and they never and then all of a sudden one of them finds cancer. It's yeah. like, how was that not discovered? Like... Right.
2: So that thing you guys both felt good about, I just thought I'd bring you back down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, hey, Ringo, Ringo, I s- I told you to stay downstairs. Oh, well, I got bored. <laughs> I thought I'd come and join you, lads. That is that's very Ringo. <laughs> hello, hello. Nobody was talking to me. Well, to be honest, Ringo, <laughs> we forgot you were here. You wasn't really adding much. <laughs>
3: He added a drum beat every yeah, now and then. Yeah, Ringo takes a lot of crap, but Ringo is is part of the Beatles. Like, you can't argue that. Well, like, thank, it, you. It's... thank you, Aaron. I've always said the
2: same. <laughs> Ian, you're a dick. In
3: fact, you could argue, you could well, argue Ringo is a I mean... better and more important part of the Beatles than George. Well, I'm not because, having that. <laughs> because because george was a lot of the issue because he wanted to be more like you know involved like ringo was happy with his place in the beatles george wasn't you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like he's probably he's probably happy
4: with his bank account now too he's probably mm -hmm. like looking at that and being like i don't give a shit what you think i'm good (laughs) yeah I don't try to be contrarian but with the bond songs I tend to be more in favor. Well, I think the Duran Duran one's pretty popular but I like I really like I really like License to Kill. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge live and let die fan. Oh, I, I think love that song live and let die. I think that song structure is so weird. Yeah, it's like it so just bizarre. It, it but it doesn't work for me. Like there's something about mm. it where I get taken. it's almost like I get taken out of the what song. What
2: does it matter to you? When you got a job to do, you gotta
4: do it well. That is not one of my favorite. (laughs) It's so random. It's so
2: good. (laughs) Gotta do it. Bum bum bum. Bum bum bum. Bum bum.
4: Spy who loved me. Spy who loved me is currently my favorite. My favorite Bond film. Yeah, I like it.
2: Did you carry on, Aaron, with all of your Bond run run through, or did you pause? Yeah, I've seen every Bond movie now. Oh, nice.
4: I think the Spy who loved me. Did you like Spy who loved me,
2: Aaron?
3: Uh boy! You can't um, remember I to... which one that is. <laughs> the Spy Who Loved Me is my third favorite Bond okay. movie. So I guess nice. you liked it. Yeah, that I, makes I sense. I really was Casino did like Royale it. your favorite? Uh, my favorite Bond movie is Skyfall. Skyfall. Well, I do. It was one of those two. Uh, followed by okay. Goldfinger. Followed yeah, by Spy Yeah, oh, because that's Me. A, that's
4: a good solid number two choice. Goldfinger's weirdly gone. I mean, it hasn't. Like, I still love it, but like that used to be my favorite, and it's gone down to probably like four or five. It just
2: hasn't aged. It's just got a. Big old. Oh wait, you said Goldfinger, not Goldeneye. Sorry.
3: (laughs) I don't know if I did this on purpose or just happened this way, but I feel like my top three are kind of representative of like the three defining movies for me of those Bonds, like Daniel Craig and Skyfall, Connery and Goldfinger, and uh, Roger Moore and in the Spy Who Loved. Like it feels like those are like like quintessential. Like I had this idea of what a Bond movie was before I went through this process of watching them all. You know, Mm -hmm. kind almost back to back in many ways. And when I watched Goldfinger, I was like, "That's it. That that is oh, totally what the Bond movie is." Yeah. Just since I'm thinking about it, my highest uh, Timothy Dalton is licensed to kill at number seven. Uh, that's right. I mean, that's that's I I don't know. People think Living Daylights is better. I don't
4: get that, but whatever.
3: Uh, and then uh, I actually have Living Daylights at number eight. I have both of his movies in the top 10. I, I, actually, well, I like
4: Living Daylights. I just, License to yeah. Kill is just, I don't know. I, I feel differently about that one Living than most people. Daylight. And then my
3: highest Brosnan is GoldenEye at number 10. Yeah, I'm, that's
4: that's right. So yeah. GoldenEye's right. What's your highest Lazenby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one that a lot of people, like huge Bond fans, love that movie. I do not like that movie. And I think a lot of it has to do with Lazenby. But the thing is, if you watch that, doc, there's a great documentary on him. Have you seen that, Aaron? No. He did not want to really do it. Like, he turned down, like, a six-film contract Which after one was that Lazenby? On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Oh, okay. And then they brought Connery back for one more yeah, after that. At, that. So I have that's that why at number
3: 21.
4: But... Uh, I mean, there's all this stuff. It's kind of interesting where it actually has like, there's actually like stakes at the end because his wife gets killed and all that kind of stuff. But then they just throw it, they wipe it off quickly and diamonds are forever. They just like forget about it.
3: He is not, however, the uh, lowest ranking uh, bond I have. Uh, That would be David Niven in Casino Royale. Oh, yeah, if you count Casino
4: Royale. I mean, Casino Royale, Never Say Never Again are not Eon Productions. Correct, But
3: correct. But
4: yeah, like if, yeah. I would like if, if I were to do a Bond podcast, uh, quote unquote, uh, in the next year or so, I would include both of those because I think I just think it's kind of like you kind of talk about all the theatrical yeah. stuff that was done.
3: Casino uh, Royale is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's so bad. That's the bad. one
4: I've, I've never seen. If I saw it when a kid, I don't remember. It's possible I saw it, it as is, a kid and it just is don't a remember. straight
3: parody mm-hmm. that is yeah, not yeah. funny. Yeah. And that like that is a death combination. If you can't make parody funny, like it just becomes. Don't multiple people Terrible. play Bond in it though, or is it just David
4: Nevin? Because I thought like no, like think, isn't Woody Allen right. in it and like Peter Sellers? And, yes, Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers is uh, definitely in
3: it. Yeah, Orson Wells. Orson Wells uh, yeah. is in it. Yeah. yeah, I thought
4: Woody Allen was in it too, but I could be wrong. I just I've I don't think I've seen it. I I even yes. think Woody I, Allen
3: Woody Allen's in it as well. Okay, yes.
4: I think I own it though because I, on DVD because I bought like a Peter Sellers. DVD pack because it had Pink Panther and like the party on it. And then I think the third movie was like Casino Royale. But I've still just never had any interest in watching it.
3: Hello and welcome to Behind Behind the Sins. Uh thank you guys for joining us live for this recording. Uh soon to be not the only podcast recording live yeah. for our Sin Club members. Uh coming up this next week, you guys can uh hang out with uh Chris and Jeremy as they record Wreck Atopia. I guess I can let people know that will likely be Tuesday morning. So if you want to kind of um, Mm -hmm. get your your calendar, uh, you know, take an early lunch or whatever you need to do. By the way, that's uh, Central Time, not Pacific. Uh, 11 (laughs) a.m. So is when the goal is. Um, Yeah, we're excited. We're excited to have more podcasts uh, available for you guys to watch. I'm going to uh, a dermatologist screening today. I think what's going to happen today. I could be wrong about this. They called it a uh, they call it no, no. They called it a tip to toe screening. I think basically I'm gonna go get naked in a doctor's office and they're gonna look at every inch of my skin. Oh, I think that's what's going on
4: today. Yeah, so. usually though they give you like some like paper pants or something. I mean <laughs> some paper that's what
2: You're assuming tip is referring to something very specific.
4: <laughs> I'm not kidding about the paper, by the way. That is paper shorts are a thing. I used to work in an orthotics and prosthet- prosthetics prosthetics. A company and uh, did did uh, I did um, ordering for them. Well, and, uh, I'll, I'll was, report back. That was something I had to order because when you're working on somebody's prosthetic leg, maybe you don't want like penis right in your face.
2: Maybe, so, yeah, maybe. maybe. I would love to tell you all while I'm frustrated, but um, we haven't got time because Aaron Aaron doesn't want us to have any fun this week. <laughs> <laughs> you can say why you're frustrated. Then no, you, it would take too fun. long. It'll take too long. On it, really? go. It's, yeah, no, no. Now I'm curious. No, I'm not my starting. The show. Has been right. So. I was supposed to have my booster today, a contact lens oh, check, yeah, yeah, yeah. a vision check, and yeah. um, all of that was going to get done this morning until the Royal Mail said, your your package that was meant to be with you at 9 will be with you at 1pm. So I wait until 1pm, that's great, until they ring me and say, actually, it's going to be here Monday. Fine, I've lost the morning, no worries. I go out, I get to Specsavers, power cut. And I'm like, well, couldn't you have, no, you couldn't have phoned me. Because there was a power cut. So I come home. <laughs> Is I that get like a some... power outage? Yes. Yeah, power outage. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, I get home. I have some food. I'm like, right, going to get my booster. I go out to the booster appointment that I've booked. They've run out of the vaccine. So I was like, try oh. the next place over. I was like, yep, I'll go and do that. Drive to the next place over. They've run out as well. So I go oh. home. I am now blind with no vaccination. <laughs> and I still don't have
3: the package that I wanted. Well, you know, listen... All bodies are beautiful. The package you have, I'm sure, is is perfectly fine. Um, tip to toe. But, it, it works beautifully. Tip to toe. If you've got anything you want to send it uh, to us, you can mail it to P.O. Box 881 Republic, Missouri <laughs> 65738. Got anything you want to send to us? You can mail it to P.O. Box 881 <laughs> Republic, Missouri 65738. You're going to edit that together, right? That's edit one gonna- together that the the ending thing right you're gonna you're not gonna leave all the the mess up i'll leave leave
2: the mess up ian
3: ian (laughs) do you do you enjoy your job (laughs) yes thoroughly and this is why (laughs) you're fine no one cares (laughs) dots in we got dots in (laughs) here see See? no No one cares. cares